What's up, Bulls Nation? You find yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we got to break down the Bulls' 127-124 loss to the league-leading Phoenix Suns. Trust me, if you didn't watch the game, the final score does not tell you the full story. It was not that close. Bulls defense gets demolished by the Suns' pick-and-roll offense. We'll break down all of that now on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in to Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Waving at you there is my co-host, Big Dave Watson. Follow him at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. Follow us at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on that text voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Well, Big Dave, uh, you just said before we hit record that, uh, you know, there might be some people that need talking down off a ledge um, yeah, yeah, after this yeah. loss to the Suns. Yeah. Look, the Suns are the class of the NBA right now. A mm-hmm. league best 43 and 10. Yeah. Um, playing exceptionally well on the road. Yeah. And this Bulls team, shorthanded as they are, Mm-hmm. We're seeing a trend in which they can outscore mediocre or bad opponents. And tonight the Bulls put up 124 points, but the defense gave up a little bit more than that. Um, I mean, to, to me, that is that is the story, and it's going to be the story for at least the next month yeah. with those two guys that we'll talk about a little bit later, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso being out. I mean, this 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 Bulls defense is atrocious right now, Dave. Yeah, that's no other way to say it, Matt. Uh, I'll accept all of that. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I think I think my first question to people was, you know, raise your hand if you had them winning this game. I, I don't know. Anybody? No. In no. fact, I had the Suns no. winning comfortably. As a matter of fact, I had the Suns minus nine and a half, and it looked pretty darn good for about 47 and a half minutes. Who ruined it, Matt? <laughs> Who ruined it? Malcolm Hill and Tony Bradley Jr. actually deciding to score a three-point play. The three, nine points between Tony Bradley and Malcolm Hill in the final minute. Actually, check that. I believe it was 12 points between those guys. Yes. Yes. I hate my life. I double, I double lost. I double lost, Dave. Both lost. And I lost what should have been a big cash cover. Thanks, sons. Oh, thanks, uh, Malcolm Hill. Thanks, Tony Bradley. Uh, I got the first. Let me cleanse you real quick. <laughs> let me cleanse you real quick right there. Ah! Get that off you. All right. Now, let's back to me. So, yeah. Delete it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, pretty much, yeah, what Matt said. Nobody had them winning. But if Matt had them in a gambling situation, so he definitely lost uh, his money and things like that. So, that sucks. But. Yeah, I don't think anybody had this winning. I, I, <laughs> this, this people are gonna be annoyed at this right here, but I honestly breathed a sigh of relief that these two games are over because I knew that they were gonna get their ass whooped <laughs> these next these two games that we just had, and I said, oh my god, thank you, it's over. All right, bring on the Hornets. <laughs> That's that was my first thought. Can we get back to this next four games 
where I played the, the T Wolves and all, and we and we get some wins back. Hopefully, we get some wins back and stuff like that. But I'm not looking down the line. Let's deal with this because we can't run from that. The defense is ass. Like it is true bad, man. Like it is so bad, and it's magnified when you play against these elite teams. You you see it when they play against bad teams, but like I said, they're outscoring the bad teams. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. You're, you're happy that they're getting W's because they're outscoring the bad teams, but the defense isn't good there either. But when they're playing these good teams, Matt, these teams that are vying for championships, that's when it's super magnified because those teams are together. You know what I'm saying? Those teams know how to run plays. They know where everybody is supposed to be. They have MVP caliber players on their roster and they are hungry and they're trying to win because it's a pretty, it's pretty wide open uh, this year for the championship. It's pretty wide open. So these guys are hungry. So when you play the Suns and you play against uh, Matt's favorite player, Chris Paul, and you know that he wants to win, you know that dude wants to win every single game that they play. Doesn't Don't let that smile fool you. That dude's a killer. He wants to win every single game that they play. They out-executed them from beginning to end. The execution was brilliant, man. Their first few buckets were all inside. All of them. They were just layups. That first one, Matt, when – when DeRozan hit the shot and then the very next play, Jay Crowder is laying it up on the other end because nobody got back <laughs> on defense. That ain't got nothing to do with Caruso. That ain't got nothing to do with Lonzo, okay? Getting back on defense is something you control. Like, that's just a simple thing to get back on defense and stop the ball handler, especially the guy who just scored. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be right. back for him getting that play. But, man, the execution, man, when you watch the highlights of it too. Like, I know we watched the game, but watch the highlights of it and just watch the execution. It was vicious to watch, man. And it was mean. It was terrible. And the Bulls' defense is an atrocity. It is. It's really, really, really bad right now. It truly, truly is. And when you play these teams, and, and look, you it, know, it's extra magnified. The Suns are the third-ranked offensive team coming into that game, um, and they worked it in all facets. Devin Booker, you know, came out cooking, like Ooh, shot the lights. I think he had, God. what, like 22 in the first quarter or something stupid like that? Um, Chris Paul getting to his spots, doing his mid-range game, getting looks for his teammates, running the pick and roll. Um, you know, uh, shout-out to Rob Schaefer for these stats. The Suns, the best team in points per possession in the NBA in pick and roll roll man possessions at 1.32 points per possession and sixth best in pick and roll ball handler possessions at 0.91 points per possession. Mm. So Paul had a cooking Booker had a cooking and they were getting buckets inside. They shot 70% in the paint. Did the Phoenix suns 50 paint points Booker and McGee combined for 29. I I, I mean, I'm sorry, Aiton and Booker, Aiton and McGee combined for 29. Um, like every element of the Suns' offense was humming. Bulls were yeah. not getting to closeouts. They were rotating poorly. They were leaving their shooters open, you know, wh- whether it was, you know, Crowder or Bridges or, you know, whatever. Guys yeah. were knocking down wide open shots and they were yeah. getting picked apart in the pick and roll. And look, I know that the easy thing and the popular thing is to say, look at Vooch getting cooked, whether it would be Aiton or McGee. And yes, mm-hmm. Vooch had a bad night. Mm-hmm. He's had plenty of bad nights. But again, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times I have to state this. It does not all fall on him. And the absence of those two players, Caruso and Lonzo, at that point of attack and those pick-and-roll defensive situations, 
you see how quickly things unravel when they are not on the floor. And yes, there, I, I like to a point. I agree with your your take on it's you know transition defense is 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 largely about effort. It's also yeah. about communication and that. half court defense. I'm sorry, but I don't I don't buy the well. There's no excuse next man up stuff because you're talking about not having two guys that were on pace to be all defensive players. Fact. Turns out that matters when they're not on the floor. Yeah. Like, check the numbers. Like, seriously, you can go in depth and see the numbers that, you know, as far as, like, Caruso and Lonzo and where they are as far as defenders in this league. They're at the top. <laughs> like, it's really – you can really go check the metrics on it. They are at the top. When you remove the top players from that, you're going to struggle. You remove your top scorer, you're going to struggle scoring. <laughs> like, that's just – that. this is logic stuff here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take one out, you're going to struggle this way. But, yes, my thing was, yes, a lot of it is effort. Like, I don't like when guys aren't getting back on defense. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? Getting back on defense and things like that. Communicating, talking out there. You could do a better job of that. You really, really can. But, man, dude, as far as them scheming them and knowing, seeing, like, three steps ahead, you know what I'm saying? And that and that IQ that we talked about all offseason, Matt, like how important that was and how big that was, that those two guys were going to be our, on our team because of that IQ. When you don't have that on the floor, man, it hurts a lot. You know what I'm saying? The Bulls – and the Bulls are not an old team. You know what I mean? Like I, I believe they are the 10th – what, the 10th youngest team in the league? I think they ranked 10th, if I'm not mistaken. So you might think that they're old because of DeMar DeRozan and because, you know, Vooch is 30. But everybody's pretty, pretty young out there. Even Lonzo. Lonzo's a pretty young guy. You know what I mean? But I'm saying that to say when you have a young team like that and your veteran leadership, who are two of your best defenders, aren't out there, you're going to struggle, man. Like, it's just what it is. Look at Ayo tonight, guys. That's a, that's a great example right there, first and foremost. Tonight, one of those nights, you saw him look like a rookie. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. He went against Chris Paul. You saw him get cooked up. About Chris even, Paul, man. even Kobe on that lack oh, late game possession where he he fell for the Chris Paul swipe through. Yep. And yep. Chris Paul was at the free throw line waiting to get the ball and looked over. At Kobe was like, "Dude, you got to think," because you know Kobe's yeah. one of his little mentees. He yeah, he and yeah. CP3 go back to AAU, and, yeah. and Chris Paul probably was thinking, "Man, I can't believe Kobe fell for that." Everybody knows yeah. the Chris yeah. Paul rip through. Come on, Kobe. Yeah. yeah. No, <sighs> nothing else to say with that. And he and he practices with him. He knows it's coming. He still fell for it. And that's, I mean, you're going to see those things, man, when you don't have those guys out there. Because Kobe's not going to be guarding Chris Paul. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going to be the case. And also, and you mentioned Derek Jones Jr. the last time we did the show. Mm -hmm. I don't want to forget him either. He's an important piece also to the defense, guys, as far as the shot blocking and what he can do as far as uh, multiple positions of defending. So they're missing a lot defensive-wise, but damn. Right. <laughs> Speaking of which, a few other numbers that I wanted to talk about, about the Bulls struggling defensively recently, and then also some comments from Billy Donovan after the game I want to talk, uh, talk about. Yeah. We'll do that next in just a minute. But first, today's episode brought to you by TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax live experts, that's what makes them so interesting. We all have unique lives. Maybe you invested in crypto for the first time this year, or you own an up-and-coming small business. Did you get your ball sports hoodie yet? Speaking of which, did you? I did. Or maybe you're raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. 
and you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your home. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. So to TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund for you. So visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. All right, Big Dave. Uh, some other troubling numbers uh, that you might be interested to know about and probably wish you didn't know about. But uh, oh, here's a quick rundown from our pal, Kevin Bulldog Anderson, after the game tonight. Bulls defense over the last 15 games. Defensive rating, 119.2, dead last in the NBA. Opponents' points per game, 116.5, 26th. Net rating, minus 5, 23rd. Opponents' field goal percentage, 49.4, 28th. Opponents' three-point field goal percentage, 39.2, dead last. Mm-hmm. And so that's the Bulls' span of the last 15 games. They are 6-9 and nine in those 15 games, and... Save for a couple of Caruso appearances and maybe one Lonzo appearance, all of those 15 games are without those two individuals. Um, you know, that that low scoring Bucks loss, I think it was what like 94-90, that tough yeah. loss of the Bucks, the one in which damn him, Caruso. damn that man, Grayson yeah. Allen, injured yeah, Alex Grayson. Caruso. Um, that is the trend. And I, you know, I, I know Bulls fans are thinking about trade deadline right now and, and what might be there to, to, to save this team defensively. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. Offensively, you're still doing okay. Even without Lonzo and without Caruso, you're do, you put up 124 against the best yeah. team in the NBA on, on Monday night. But, mm-hmm. you know, DeMar DeRozan said it after, you know, he and Zach combined for 70 points. We can't outscore every team. We can't do that. Yeah. It's not a winning yeah. formula. No. There, I I do not see an answer right now, and I don't see an answer coming at the trade deadline. I think that's it right there, Matt. What you're saying, um, because all our answers we have them, we just can't use them. <laughs> like you know, we got the answer. We know what what will solve the equation. We just can't use that math yet. You know what I'm saying? It's that's not time for us to use it. So I don't know who Bulls fans feel the Bulls can go get that will immediately sure up your defense. Uh, immediately, like. Just right. like, oh yeah, all right, great. Now we're now we're a good defensive team. Right. I, I don't know does, that. Player. Does Dennis would... Schroeder and and his you know competent <laughs> perimeter defense solve all of these problems? No, right. No, D- does no, no, get, no. does like overpaying in a trade for Jakob Pertle solve all of these problems? Because some Bulls fans no. are convinced that he's what we need, and and Vooch is terrible. No, I. <laughs> yeah, I just uh they all I can all I can keep preaching here is patience and taking it game by game. That's honestly all I can really do because that's what it is, Matt. Like it has to be game by game. You can't you can't look at these two and, and then freak out and lose your mind and say this is what they are. When you just saw that they were still trash defensively against teams last week, but we're still getting those wins. Do you remember how good it felt watching Io get that dunk in Indiana? You remember that? No, you don't because you moved on from it and you started like this team is the worst team in the history of basketball. It can't be like that, man. Like, guys just can't freak out immediately at that. You can be concerned, for real. I'm with that. You with the concern, and you're like, dude, like, this defense looks like ass. What are we going to do? I feel that concern. I get all of that. That makes logical sense to me. My thing is, you can't really do anything but wait and hope that these guys 
something clicks for them and maybe some moves get made. Maybe more Malcolm Hill on the floor, you know what I'm saying, would help your defense a little more. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You see how Matt's face looks? Just because I said try something else. Because no. there is no answer. That, that point, reaction Matt, was me no once answer. again thinking of Malcolm Hill ruining my cover <laughs> for the Suns. <laughs> but even saying him, I can't say it like he's a set. Because even if like I go to Bull, like, well, you know, maybe Malcolm Hill gets a bit. He's not going to save us. What is he going to do? That's my point. It ain't about that. He's just trying to get from game to game. I'm, I'm trying to get to the all-star break. That's my goal right now. Mm. It's going to get to this all-star break. Still a top three team in the East. That's really what I'm looking at. And that's really how I'm, how I'm going about that. And, and you know, Seriously. some of these games between now and the all-star break are very winnable games. Like you mentioned, looking yeah. forward to Charlotte. You know, you got Sacramento in there. You got a couple other very OKC again, Spurs again. You got winnable yeah. games. And winnable. then after the break, the schedule is brutal. So like you got to <laughs> find a way to get yeah. some of these wins. But um, I, I want to read some of these post-game comments from Billy Donovan because they have everything to do with what we're talking about right now, with the Bulls being a defensive, you know, bleep show, um, and those two guys in particular being out. Billy Donovan said, we have to win the point of the screen. If we don't win the point of the screen, it's really hard for us because now your size and athleticism, foot speed, quickness, all that stuff gets into play. We have to be much more physical. We get hung up on screens. We get screened and we can't get back in plays. We have to be better in that area. And then he continued a little later on to say, to sit there and say, when these guys, Ball and Caruso, are back, the defense is going to be great. I don't believe that. It's got to be a team thing all the way around. Those guys are good at navigating screens, but I think Io can be really good at it. I think Troy Brown can be really good. I think Kobe, I think our guys that are playing can be good at it, but we're not at a level we need to be at, in my opinion. All right, so I've got a couple of thoughts on that. Mm. First, it is the right move for Billy Donovan to tell the media, the public, and his team with those comments, look, guys, Lonzo's out for a while. Alex is out for a while. Alex might be able to yell some instructions at you from the bench like he was doing tonight, but he's not out there. So right. y'all got to step up. That is the mm -hmm. right approach for a coach to take. Mm -hmm. As a fan watching, as someone watching objectively, that's nonsense. Like, mm -hmm. it's nonsense. And mm -hmm. uh, it's it's coach speak, and it's not dumb coach speak. It's good coach speak. We have to rally, to rather rally together. We all have to do better. We all have to do our part to be a better defensive team to give ourselves a chance to win these games. Guess what? No, <laughs> flatly, no. There is a reason the Bulls' defense has been drowning since the tur turn into the 2022 calendar year, and it is largely because of the absence of those two guys. What is he talking about there? Their weaknesses are the strengths of those two players. I'm sorry. I get why Billy did it, and it's the right thing for a coach to say, but as someone watching, no. Just know they went out and signed these guys to address that element of this team and the weakness that the front office saw with the Bulls point of attack defense last season. They saw it. They went out and they got those guys for that for that very reason. And they're out and they're out for at least another month. Yeah. Here's Matt. Here's my thing on it. One, I, I, I don't think it was nonsense. I think that's a strong word, honestly. 
Um, I'm not saying it was nonsense for him to say right, that. Right, from a right watching it objectively as a fan. Yes. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. But even me watching it objective fan, I, I don't call it nonsense. Um, I, I think it's because when I look at it, kind of what he's saying, all I heard him say was, we need to be putting forth more effort. Like certain things that are happening on the floor, not excluding Lonzo, excluding Caruso. There are certain things happening on the floor that we really can control and we really can be better at without those guys being there, even if they're there or not. We can be better at the communication. We can be better at, yo, when DeMar scores, hey, dude, it's another dude running down the floor. Can somebody get him You know, and not give up an easy layup like that? You know, is that okay? That Those are things you can control. You know what I'm saying? As far as the scheme, as far as guarding multiple positions, as far as doing all that other stuff, it's nothing you can do about that. I feel that. But those little things, that's basketball one-on-one stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even in the pick and roll, and they pick and roll them to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. death. They pick and roll them, man. There isn't, it doesn't feel like there's communication out there. We can point to certain plays, man. Even back to that Toronto play that they ran, when the lack of the communication between Zach and Io and mm-hmm. Vooch on that play left a wide open Gary Trent. That's communication for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that's just talking. That's just guys, hey, hey, woo, 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 get that man over here and not knowing that. Okay, that's a communication thing. That For me, that's bigger than than Lonzo and bigger than Caruso. Right. That's guys that got to get that together as far as their communication and their effort. That's all I heard. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, we can control our effort out mm-hmm. here and we can put forth a better effort to show that, you know, we can be a little better defensively. A little bit, damn. Well, and, and uh, shout out to our pal, Steph No, um, who does, you know, these great breakdowns, also writes for Sporting News. Um, he broke down that play against the Raptors in OT, the one where Io got caught up in that stack screen. And, and Steph yeah. pointed out in this game against the Suns that the Suns ran that same, you know, stack uh, uh, screen a, a couple of times. And that on one of those instances, Io had the correct like stuck with the correct assignment on that stack screen that Phoenix tried to run and, and, you know, had a comment of like, look, you know, look how quick of a learner this, this IO, you know, guy is. And I think it says something that your rookie is one of the guys that you have to be most optimistic about leaning on defensively while these other guys are out. And look, yeah. we at times earlier this season when things were good and the Bulls were rolling and most mostly a healthy roster, when we yeah. saw positive notes defensively from Zach and or DeMar, we would give them an attaboy because of if those other guys are out there giving you everything they have on every defensive possession, it instills mm-hmm. the desire to do the same and to match that for guys mm-hmm. like Zach and like DeMar who are not known for their defense whether it be effort or competence on the defensive end, their presence elevates the guys around them in a lot of ways. And so, yes, to to a degree, I agree with you in that there are certain things that it's not just about, oh, well, this guy's not on the floor, so they don't have that, and other guys are capable of doing at least a little better than what we're seeing. To a point, I agree with that, but it's not just their absence of what they contribute. They make their teammates better defensive players when they are out there. And it's like a compounding problem. Mm, mm. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. You're right. You great. Good players make other players better. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's a fact offensively or defensively. That's just how that goes. And 
those guys not being out there, who's your best defender? You know, and I've been wondering that, you know, watching this, Matt, like who's the guy on the, like who is your best defender? Is, is it Io? Is Io your best defender now? Out there is the rookie your best defender? Because if that's the case, uh oh, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, <laughs> like, man. Uh oh, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh oh, you know what I mean? Like, so, but yeah, they gotta, they just have to get just a skosh a little bit better. I just want to see a little better effort and a little better communication. And I know you're not gonna be world beaters. I get that. You're gonna have to outscore these teams. I've said that. <laughs> you're gonna have to outscore them, man. But damn, it's those little tiny ones that drive me insane. Kobe White had a play, and I know we got a break, but Kobe White had a play uh, where he got it. I, I don't even know the guard's name on Phoenix. He came off the bench, but he got it. It was a great pass. He got inside. He went up. It was a great play they ran. He went up and tried to score. He missed it. He jumped right over Kobe White. <laughs> got that offensive rebound and put it back in. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, that, you control, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you six, you, you six four, six five. You can't let the dude jump over you and get the ball and then put it back. Like, no, that 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 has to be a better effort when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Effort does matter. Um I I'm just despondent about another month plus without <laughs> Lonzo and Caruso. And I think the Bulls defense is gonna suck for the next month plus. Um yeah. big Dave, it's tell wind, tell the though. tell the people about Bet Online. Big Super Bowl coming yes. up this weekend, baby. Big game coming up. Is it going to be Joe Burrow? Is it going to be Matt Stafford? Who you got? Well, no matter who you got, Bet Online got you because this football season continues to march on through right to the Super Bowl, baby. That is going down on Sunday. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And guess what? Guess what? It's not just football, y'all, all right? You want the pro and college hoops? They got you. The NHL? Got you. Boxing, UFC, along with the live real-time updates of current games? They got you. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Mm, slow it down for you. Slow it down for you. Slow it down and say sports. All right. Um, before we get out of here, I wanted to quickly kind of touch on a little bit of big picture stuff for this Bulls team now, given where we are uh, a few days from the trade deadline, a few more days from all-star break. There was another interesting stat that popped up in my feed uh, following this loss to the Suns. Uh, this mm -hmm. was from our guy, Casey Johnson. The Casey. Bulls dropped to 1-11, and 11, Dave, against teams mm -hmm. with the top seven records in the NBA. Yeah. The Heat 0 and 2, Bucks 0 and 1, Cavs split 1 and 1, Sixers 0 and 3, Suns 0 and 1, Warriors 0 and 2, Grizzlies 0 and 1. Yeah. Does that worry you when you talk about what the goals for this Bulls team should be this season? Cuz there are plenty of people out there who mm -hmm. saw the Bulls sitting atop the East for, you know, few weeks there and we're like oh my yeah, god yeah. one seed home court all the way through we're, we're making a run and there were still plenty of deniers and doubters and pessimists out there bulls nation saying yeah, this, this team has first round exit written all over it does that stat one in 11 against the top seven teams record wise in the nba affect your affect where you stand on that scale of highest optimism and expectations versus lowest expectations for the bulls down the stretch and for the playoffs oh when you word it like that no 
uh, it doesn't because of where my expectations are for this team and where I saw them uh, finishing uh, in the playoffs and things like that. Um, I don't want to share that. I'm, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in the playoff time. When, when it's time to get into that, then I'll get into that. But it doesn't deter that. But it do, it, do, it definitely raised an antenna when I saw that stat, for sure. When I looked at it, I said, ooh, that don't look good on paper. <laughs> that does not look right at all. You can't – you have this great record because, honestly, that's how the league is thinking of the Bulls, right? And you're looking at them and you're saying, well, you can't beat the big guys. And the reason they're saying it like that is because everybody's not watching all 82 like Matt and I are watching right. or like all you great and fans out there are watching. Guess what? Tonight, NBA TV, another Correct. one of the Bulls nationally televised games, and they Correct. have played like Correct. doo-doo in pretty much all of them. And that is exactly my point. Like when they're on national television playing against these good teams, look like super trinash. All right. They just don't look good. And the only team that they looked okay against was the Milwaukee Bucks, who looked like they weren't didn't have their best game shooting. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, but everybody else looked like they were having their best. Everybody else looked like they got up for mm-hmm. that game because they were going against the Bulls, right? Everybody just kind of looked like that. And to be honest with you, on the side note, I think so far Phoenix for me has looked like the one team that I'm just like, that team is the scariest one. For me, everybody else kind of felt like we hot. Mm-hmm. We're going, we killing them. Phoenix felt like we do this all the time. <laughs> it was like we doing this game after game after game after game. It was surgical. It reminded me of old championship teams that I've seen throughout my life. It really, really did. Like Phoenix is, is serious. Oh my goodness, they are for real. Um, but yeah, even though the score was close and at the end, that didn't matter. Sorry, man, I didn't want to remind you of that. My bad. But it did. It didn't deter that, Matt. Um, maybe because I'm still leaning on the fact that you know they ain't had that full roster yet. Um, maybe I'm leaning on the fact that all of this is pretty new to a lot of guys on the team, except for people like DeMar DeRozan, who shows up in those games, if you've noticed. <laughs> He's the one that shows up to Dude. play. And Third, 38 on the second night of a back-to-back after 45. Come on, man. Jeez. You know what I mean? This is... This is his career. This is what he's no, this He's used to this. He's used to being in these situations. This is another place I miss Caruso also. But he's used to being in these situations. He knows how this feels, which is why he's responding accordingly. And shout out to Zach for having also a 30-point game. I believe he had, what, 30 32. points, 8 rebounds? 32 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Did I have mm-hmm. that right? Or, or something some really nice like that. But shout out to him for, for responding, coming back from back spasms. But to answer your question, no, Matt. Um I want to see it again uh, when we play them one more time. I mean, we got to play the Heat again at the end of the at the end of uh, February. That's gonna suck. Um, yeah, I, it doesn't deter it because of where I had them finishing in my head, and I still have them finishing in that same place in my head. But it it did it did raise a flag. I won't I won't lie. Like when I saw it, I said, "Ooh, that that just doesn't look good on paper." It just didn't look good on paper when I saw it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think it's hard to wrap your mind around what expectations were coming in and maybe mm-hmm. certain certain Bulls fans changing those expectations because of the hot start that the Bulls got out to this season. Sure. Um, sure. May, maybe, and, and look, lots of NBA teams have dealt with guys being out for extended stretches because, you know, first the Omicron wave and like every team, like half their roster has COVID. You got guys being called up from G league and 10 day contracts and all that, but then also injuries. But I, you know, I I think it would be fair to say that the bulls, when you add up all of their games, I haven't checked too recently, but not that long ago, 
number of games missed from like key rotational guys. Like the Bulls are near the top of that list as far as yeah. across the entire NBA, and they are still in the thick of it. Seems like yeah. anytime they get a key guy back, they lose somebody else. And like you said, you know, kudos to Zach for fighting through this. It's still from his post game comments doesn't seem like his back is fully healthy, but he's just like, yeah. you know, to hell with it. I'm playing, which gives right. me a little bit of worry. You know, Kobe came sure. back, chipped in 13 off the bench, but this Bulls team, not fully healthy, is not a contender. Plain and simple. Right. Like it's it's it is not hard and it's like it's not gray. It is black and white. Mm. Not healthy. Mm. This Bulls team, mediocre, not great. Yeah. The question yeah. is, can they stay afloat? Can they win enough of those games? Mm. While they wait for these key guys to get back and maybe even if they're lucky, a handful of regular season games to get Donovan's rotation set back to what he wants it to be, to get some chemistry with these guys back in there, to get their legs back, their conditioning back, and then, hey, draw your first round matchup and, and you know, roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah. To me, that right now is the situation the Bulls are in. I, yeah. I, if they can avoid the play-in, I'd say that you still got to feel good about that. Right now, after Monday night's action, the Bulls and Cavs are tied for the third seed in the East. Mm-hmm. One and a half games back of Miami at top. Half a game back of Milwaukee in second. Then you got mm-hmm. Philly half a game behind Cleveland and Chicago. Toronto, two and a half games on top of that. So... Brooklyn is currently the seventh seed in the play-in, which is hilarious. But the Bulls are just three and a half games clear of the seventh spot and going to the play-in. Yes. That's good for me. I like the fact that it's three and a half because where you see the three and a half, I see the one and a half out of first. And that's that's kind of where my mind is, man. I'm really just trying to be in the top three. And when we get to that all-star break, that's where I'm trying to be. Like, put me in the mix for the top three. You saw Cleveland just got better with with Karis LeVert. They just got better, okay? So now I'm looking at these teams like, okay, I have to just stay afloat. That's all they can really do. Like, you're going to tread water. It's going to be leaks on this boat. (laughs) Like, that's Mm -hmm. just what it is, man. Like, it's going to be leaks, bro. But you can't turn around. You're in the middle of the ocean. You got to keep going. You have to keep going and taking it game by game that's all you can do bulls fans is go game by game on this next up is the hornets we got to go win that one (laughs) that that that, you know get the taste of those two bad losses out of your mouth Mm -hmm. and go ahead and get you a victory with these horns because you don't know what's going to happen with these teams we can't bank on it because everybody knew the nets were going to just be there still even with kevin durant out right Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you just knew they were going to be right Eh, well wrong (laughs) you know now they're looking like this everybody just knew cleveland was going to stink this year right wrong you know what i mean look at cleveland they look awesome so it's no bet it's no guarantee and especially with these trades that are going to happen within these next few days the landscape can change even more you know what i'm saying so just have to stay afloat until we get our dogs back and the first one i think we're going to get back is patrick williams so i think it feels like that's the first domino to fall as far as the guys who have been injured to uh, get back here so We'll see how that works out. But until then, game by game, Bulls fan. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we wrap up here, these games before the All-Star break, Hornets, Wolves, who playing well, currently seventh playing in well. the West, but yeah. but a winnable game. 
Thunder, yep. got to win that. Spurs, got to win that. Kings, got to win that. I, I I look at those five games between now and the All-Star break and say you must, must go three and two at least in those at games. Least. Ideally, you go four and one in those five games. Because then coming out of the break, Dave, out of the All-Star break, you ready for this? Hawks, no. Hawks Grizzlies, Heat. Hawks again, Bucks, Sixers. Oh, <laughs> and look, yeah, Hawks like Bulls have you know get, gotten some dubs on them already this season, but they're playing much better, much playing better. much yeah. better recently. Like I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. <sighs> it ain't going to be easy, y'all. But I'm just saying, look at the position we're in. Look at the position we are in. We are in a good position, guys. That's just all it is to it. It's in a good position. We can still control our own destiny right here. We still a top three team. Let's just go game by game. Won't you come with me? Won't you just go game by game? Won't you just not get off your trade machines and stop freaking out because there is no trade that you can make that's going to shore up this defense. It just ain't going to happen, y'all. Like, it's just not out there. Unless you got uh, Kevin Durant in there, trade that, then you can send those my way. But everybody hits me in my DMs with these trade offers. They're good. I'm like, yeah, he's good. Yep, I'll take him. Great. I'll take him too. But at no point do I say, this is going to change the landscape of our defense immediately. I know what changes it, and that what's changing it is health. So when that gets shored up, we'll be better, man. But until then, Hornets, game by game, guys. I, I feel comfortable in just that I feel like you and I have settled into our roles that we were used to being relating to one another, talking about the Bulls. <laughs> I'm over here being like, the sky is out. falling. Oh, my God. And you're like, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right, man. Look on the, look on the okay, break side. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's like three games out of the seventh seed. Matt, you're a game and a half, man, out of first. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is it. This is you and me, Dave. This is how it's this is how it's always supposed to be. At least this is what all feels is right. normal and right to me. <laughs> Right I felt odd sitting on this podcast for the first two months of the season. Be like, Bulls fans, are you nuts? Look at our record. We're amazing. This feels more like me. <laughs> Move over, Bulls fans. I'm jumping too. Like, oh, God. I got, I got first dibs on the roof. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's it. We'll get out of here. Um, appreciate y'all for tuning in. As always, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe to our channel if you aren't already. You can hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Follow us on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports, ah, and at Locked on Bulls. Until next time, that's Big Dave. I'm Matt. See Red be good.